It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. now. than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast it's joe marino and kyle krabs we're your host chris schubert's here floating around producing this thing we're from the draft network and we're brought to you by bet online your number one source for all your sports wagering information they've got everything you can imagine over at bet online they have the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends they have live betting free contests and giveaways all season long of course there's every sport so head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code BLEAVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's Bet Online, and it's where the game starts. Gentlemen, and especially Chris, a very happy International Polar Bear Day to you. Oh, National Pete Alonzo Day. Love to hear it, Joe. Thank you for bringing that to, to the table. Yes. And for relevance, for Kyle, happy uh, Pokemon Day day uh, to you. Uh, happy National Strawberry Day, whatever you choose to celebrate. Okay, so little bum just skipped over me with the hello. Oh, first. no. That's fine. It's, it's, we're bonding over the Mets, I suppose. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned Pokemon Day, ironically enough, because there's some new product called Pokemon Sleep. And they just sent out a tweet on the timeline and I watched the whole advertisement and I really wish I hadn't because I watched the whole advertisement and I'm no closer to knowing what the actual product (laughs) is than what I was before I watched it. Kyle, I'm old enough to remember spending time with you somewhat relatively recently and you playing some type of game where you were looking for Pokemons uh, in the places that Pokemon go. Yeah, that. Yeah, Kyle was playing that. I think you may still may. He still may. I don't. I don't have it on my phone anymore. I don't. Did, don't did go you for see? Walks did anymore, you? But. Did you see in in conjunction with the release of Pokemon Sleep, which by the way is a uh, a game that is a sleep tracker where you interact with the Pokemon in the app by sleeping. That's how. That's how you interact with said Pokemon. This I got a chance here, boys. You do. You do. <laughs> but in addition to like that, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. They have. They have launched a new device, the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. Plus plus. Oh, wow. It is a Pokemon Go companion device. It only re- there's a video for it. Well, you can see why uh, Pokemon is coming through with their um, latest stuff. Because um, it's Pokemon Day it's today. Pokemon Day. Uh, speaking of latest stuff and back to Polar Bear Day, I like this. I like the pitch clock, boys. I like the pitch clock. Some of these spring training things, 15 seconds. I like the efficiency. I felt like care. I was watching some don't actual care. pace here. Still don't care. I don't care. I went to a spring training game yesterday. Got to see the new pitch clock okay. in action. Got to see the new bases in action. Don't care. Don't care. Still don't care. I Just don't keep going, care. Chris. It won't, it won't stop. It was... Uh, the game still took three don't plus care. hours. Don't care. Because the, oh, the game that I... Oh, good. Oh, good. The game that I... I watched I dis- a 20-second yeah. uh, clip on Twitter. It looked great to me. The game that I decided to go to had a final score of 11 to 6. So, you know, if you oh. if you can't pitch well, it doesn't matter if you have a pitch clock, okay? You have to be able to get guys out. <laughs> I'm still not watching it no matter what, but... You say thought that. thought I'd at least... I know what April brings. Ah, I know no, what April Kyle, brings. I've, I've come to acceptance that uh, I have no bandwidth left. In me. All right. It's it's work. It's being a dad and a husband. And that's all I got time for. That's, that's, ca- like but casual, that's not true because right? like, I will get a text message three weeks into the season. Hey, is this guy any good? Because it'll be a guy that Joe doesn't yeah, know. That's because on the I team. loosely pay have attention. a chance to watch it. Right. Loosely pay attention, so Christopher. That's not that will always continue. I will always get a we like this guy. Yeah. We like this. We like this yeah, Lindor guy. Always, yeah, because I got to celebrate the, when the, they when they win the World Series, Chris, I have to celebrate as if I've been in the weeds for for the last 20 years. You know, you know what's, exactly. what's you know, what's funny is I found myself in that position of trying to find the bandwidth to care when the Braves finally had the breakthrough because I grew up a Braves fan and the Braves like lost in the, the wild card round every year. And I'm like, all right, well, like I don't have the bandwidth to care about baseball. And then they finally had the breakthrough they won two years ago. 
and like I was like casually like tuning in like seventh inning or later with a couple of World Series <laughs> games, like trying to find a way to care. And I'm like, I I just don't. I, I just can't get into it the way that I can't imagine that I would if my favorite teams were were playing for championships. So uh, speaking of favorite teams, Chris, do you have any other baseball thoughts? No, I was going to move us along to the show, but it appears you're going to try to do that. So please go right ahead. Well, yeah, I'm going to move us along to uh, football. We're two weeks into the XFL season, which means we need to formally st- plant our flags in the ground for a team. Oh, I, I, I still have watched I, doesn't, the same do, amount. Doesn't matter how much you've watched. You just got to pick a team. team have Steve Spurrier as their head coach? No, they don't. Oh. I think I'm going for the Brahmas. The Brahmas? What the city pl- is this affiliated with? San Antonio, the Brahmas. That's the one where they're getting the championship game because like 25,000 people went to a game or something? I, I don't know if that's the reason why they, they're getting the game, but I know they're named after the Brahma Bulls, a.k.a. the Rock. I know their gold uniforms are sweet. They're named after who? The Rock. Brahma Bull. The Brahma Bull. That's what his tattoo on his shoulder was. Do you worry about this? I mean, like the owner of the league is like has a team named after him. Are we sure about the competitive integrity? Here? Hey, hey, Joe, he owns all the teams in case you were in case you were curious. I understand, but it's not like we have the uh, the Washington Roger Goodell's. You know what I mean? We could have had the uh, Orlando people's eyebrows, but we don't. It's just the Brahmas. Don't get it. Don't I, get I, I'm on. I'm on the DC Defenders bandwagon. DC Defenders. Oh, okay, baby. Chris. Uh, I'm Jack. Jack Cohn was slinging the pill this weekend, so put me on for the San Antonio Brahmas. That's my team. I can't make a choice. I don't have the information necessary to make a choice. Joe, do you think? Do you think I had the uh, decide? Joe, I, I looked at the decide. standings and I picked one of the three undefeated teams in the Can XFL. You name the teams? I don't even know the well, teams. Well, then you could do some research. You got the DC what Defenders. Kind of football guy are you? I'm I'm a NFL football guy. The you DC to yourself. The DC Defenders, which are which are claimed. The St. Louis Battlehawks are also two and zero. Oh. Uh, it won't be that. The Seattle Sea Dragons, they're zero and two. The Vegas Vipers, they're zero and two. No chance. I watched that. Is that the Luis Castillo team? Not Vegas. <laughs> Luis Perez. I think. Little, with little, Luis little, little that's, I believe that's Vegas, right? Oh, okay. The, yeah, they're the Houston Roughnecks Vegas. are two and zero. Oh. They Ar- got good unis. The Arlington Renegades are one and one. The San Antonio Brahmas, which have been claimed, are one and one, and the Orlando Guardians are zero and two. Hey, and I think Houston's Wade Phillips's team. Oh yeah, yeah, that's my team. Houston Roughnecks. I'm in. There yeah. you go. Me and we got Houston, okay. San Antonio, and DC. Oh, I hate. Little there's no oh. Philly team. These are bad. We got we got sh- panels on the um, tops of the uniforms. You know who has good the uniforms? The Battle Hawks. Yeah. Okay, I'll be there. I'm a I'm a Roughnecks fan. There you go. Uh, Great flags planted. It's sure. that's formal. Anytime there's a new league, you give yourself two weeks, and oh. then you you, you got to pick a link. We've had to do this a lot lately. Can't yeah, can't we, wait to do it for the next one. <laughs> well, uh, we have USFL back for a second season, so I don't know if you picked the team for that or not. But when that season starts up, we'll we'll go ahead and formally declare our intentions there as well. Uh, do we want to talk about the NFL? I would love to. Little NFL talk popping into the chat on Monday, like hello. Wow, I've been sitting on that soundbite for the entire time. Glad you pulled it off, man. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears, yeah. Yeah, I heard I heard Kyle, they could they could pick a player, they could trade it, they could do so many different things, Kyle. It's all on the table. Yeah, they could pick any player that they want. Right. Or they could trade the pick to any team that they want for any level of compensation that that they're offered. But my question for you, Joe Marino. Is what should the Chicago Bears do with the number one overall pick? Because the ESPN has exhausted methodically the Justin Fields trade for just trade Justin Fields and draft Bryce Young at number one and rabble, 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 right? Like it's it's the new um I feel like Justin Fields is getting the two a tongue of a lower treatment from last offseason of just, oh, just anybody but Justin and anybody but Tua. And it's just, Isn't that weird? These guys. Those it's are very, really different players, too. It's very it's odd weird. what players we choose to latch on to this and, and make this big thing about. But it's been the Justin Fields thing, right? And the low-hanging fruit is, well, obviously the Bears have the number one overall pick, despite the fact that I would rather have Justin Fields than any quarterback yeah. in this year's class. I was sitting there brewing on this hot take, and my hot take is that 
Justin Fields is QB one in this class, right? So I'm I'm pretty good with uh, Justin Fields as my quarterback, especially with a little time on task under his belt um, in my operation. So what should the Chicago Bears do, Kyle? I think they should trade this pick, and I think they should be willing to go all the way back as far as nine. I'd do it. I think I think the yeah you make you're trading away from Jalen Carter and Will Anderson, but you're also getting a whole lot more for moving back that far. So I'm interested in going anywhere back is, I mean, hell I'd go as I go to the jets pick knowing what that would cost them. You're still going to get one me. of the three best offensive linemen yes. if you're, you're at 13 and, and, and loads of draft capital, loads of it. Then I can be flexible and, and trade it for veterans. I can really dictate the draft and move up and down the board. I am, leveraging this number one pick big shout out to lovely lovey smith for this and i'm going to have all the resources that i want now and for the next several seasons there's no chance i'm just sitting there and picking a player so i am inclined to agree with you i think chicago taking the best available offer to them and not necessarily making that decision in the consideration of how far back down the board are we going because it doesn't really matter. And I know Bears fans have kind of romanticized, and I, I know for a fact Brian Perez has romanticized with this because he talked to me about it in the Charlotte International Airport when we were getting ready to fly down to the Senior Bowl this year. Um, he wants to trade back from one to four, and then four to seven, and then seven to nine. He's like, oh, we're going to trade back well, three keep times. keep going. Go to 12? Right, 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 right. But <laughs> go, go to 16. Let's be real. How frequently does that happen? Never. Because the incentive that you have to trade up diminishes as players come off the board. So if you're willing to go back to 13, or if you're willing to go back to 9, or if you're willing to go back to 7, just go there and take, take them for all they're worth. My question in your mind, in both of your minds, what package of compensation do you think is realistic that the Bears can net in return. For what are they spot? getting? Say they go to nine. Say they go to Carolina. What That's... what package of picks are they getting from the Carolina Panthers to go back to nine? Three ones, a two, and a three. So I get nine, I'm... the next two first-round picks, 40 this year, and their third-round pick in 2024. Which mirrors the Trey Lance trade, but a little bit more expensive with the non-first round picks. We're talking about going to number one. The I'm taking any offer that gives me three first round picks. And if I have multiple, then I will take the offer that drops me back the least amount of distance on the board. But if you could tell me I can get three ones for the number one overall pick and an unproven player, I'm doing that all day long. That's a no-brainer. Chris, do you, do you think it's possible? Do you think it, do you think three ones is too ambitious of an expectation for Bears fans to set? I don't think they'll get three ones. I think they'll get two ones and two twos. I think that's what they're looking at. Why do you think that? I, I, I think it, it takes two to tango here, correct? Right? Like the Bears can say out loud via Adam Schefter that they are leaning towards moving the pick and that they are considering all their options, but like they want to move the pick. A, a team has to be willing to move up and pay that expensive price tag. And I think teams are going to balk at the idea of three first round picks because I think they're going to default to, okay, stay in the spot. Go ahead. Go ahead. Stay in the spot. And they'll call the Bears bluff in that regard. So I think I think it's two ones and two twos, and I think that's probably the peak of what the offer will look like. This conversation reminds me so much of the conversation, I believe in, was it 19, the Chase Young year, where Washington was picking two, and we had all these conversations about, do you sit there and pick Chase Young? And I specifically remember a take out there that was, the player with the greatest chance of being a Hall of Famer from that draft class was Chase Young, 
And we talked about is your objective of the NFL draft collecting Hall of Fame players or collecting talent, or is it to use the resources at your disposal to build the best possible football team that allows you to go compete? And I remember advocating for Washington being able to move out of that pick, and they ultimately didn't. And I think with the benefit of hindsight, especially on the heels of us having the conversation about fifth-year options last week, where we were very, very undecided. In fact, Kyle, I think you said no on this. I think they would have liked the idea of trading down and having a whole lot more in terms of players um, at their disposal. And I, I, I draw a lot of parallels to this decision that the Chicago Bears have to make. Wee woo. I don't know what, what it is. Is it a real wee woo? I found it. I wrote this story in 2019 for Draft Network. And I have desperately been searching Google for it since we got here. And the title is Let's Make a Deal, a history of recent trade-ups for quarterbacks in the top five. Mm -hmm. And it is a look at recent history of the packages that teams have received to trade out of the top five for a team that is going up to get a quarterback. I'm going to mention the trades, and I want you guys to reflect on what you remember about the deals. Uh, Sam Darnold, Mitchell Trubisky, and Robert Griffin, the third, were trades since 2009 that featured a team moving up from inside the top six picks to go get a quarterback. What do you guys remember about those trades? Which one? You, you mentioned three. Any any of them. Darnold? I, I think we remember Darnold was three twos. Three twos. It was a defensive move, right? They went to three from six to three. Yep. And we figured that was our Gettleman's picking Saquon at two, and the Jets can live with whatever QB two they get at three. That's what I remember. So, so they traded three, three picks worth approximately 3,500 points on the traditional draft value chart. So a little more than the first overall pick. Uh, to go up to number three overall from number six. Mitchell Trubisky, who remembers this deal? We were all together a, for this one. This was yeah, a, it was a defensive trade. Chris? I remember this one, yeah. Why do you remember this one? Because I screwed it up for the live show that we did. <laughs> Uh, Solomon Thomas, Bears legend. Right. So Bears legend nobody else knows about. The Bears deal with San Francisco uh, flip spots from two, uh, from three to two. And the Bears sent number three, third and fourth round picks in the same draft and a third round pick the following year to move up one spot and exchange spots with the Bears. It's another defensive trade. But then there is the RG3 trade. This one is... Is in a box of its own, just in, in a tier of its own. It's the dream come true for the Chicago Bears, though. Because this wasn't even to the number one overall pick. Because Andrew Luck went one overall. This was the number two overall pick. Uh, the Washington Commanders traded... Their 2020 or 2012 first round pick at number six overall, their 2012 second round pick at 39 overall, and their first round pick in each of the next two seasons to move up four spots. <laughs> so three ones and a two to move up four spots and get a quarterback. If you're the Bears, you can only hope somebody falls in love with a quarterback to the degree in which the commanders fell in love with RG3. Tell me my package isn't crazy from nine to one. Looking okay. at that trade and looking at the Trey Lance trade. So I'm glad you mentioned that because there is one trade as of the time of writing this article. Remember, this was written in the fall of 2019. And I was very much going through it because I was Dolphins fan getting ready for the Dolphins to pick a quarterback. And they won a couple games. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how far they're going to go. They ended up winning five games. <laughs> Picked at number five. 
Carson Wentz is the only example as of the writing of this article a few years back, and I don't remember any that have happened off the top of my head in the time since. Mm. Not into the top five. From pick seven to ten, the Carson Wentz trade is the lone example of a team trading up into the top five, and they went to number two overall. That deal was one of two deals that the Eagles used to get to that spot. They originally picked 13. But when moving from seven, they agreed to trade their first round pick overall, excuse me, with number eight, their third round and fourth round pick from the same year, their first round pick the following year, and a two the year after that. So a one, three, four, next year's one, and two years after two was the deal that the Eagles spent to go from eight to two for Wentz. So they did not get three ones as a part of the package that that we are romanticizing for the Bears. But I think this is important to kind of contextualize historically what these trades have looked like. Can we talk about... the idea that like we're just they're just openly admitting now. I mean, it's not like coming from the Bears official Twitter account, but like it doesn't do them any favors for there to be a tweet out there that says that they're leaning towards moving the pick. Why not? Because it's February 27th. Yeah, I, if I were the Bears, I would want other teams to have as much time as possible to panic. And to overreact to this. And blow it. And overpay. And drum up the feeding frenzy. I'd be sitting there on the edge of the boat, throwing more chum in the water, trying to get the sharks all riled up. But this isn't the good kind of chum, would be my contention. Go ahead. Explain yourself. If other teams know that you are leaning towards moving the pick, I think you'll get lowballed. You need to be acting from a position of, ah, you know, we're thinking about keeping the pick. We, we might trade Justin. The Justin Fields rumors do the, is the type of chum that helps them more than this type of chum helps them, in my opinion. I guess it depends. You're, you're looking for teams to fall into. You're, you're trying to facilitate as much chaos as possible right? You are agents of chaos as the Chicago Bears, because the more uncertainty that you can facilitate, the better chance you have of an open bidding. The question is whether your point of view, Chris, is what is the reality of the situation based on the quarterbacks that are available in this year's class, or if the reality of the situation is there is a team out there that is going to fall so far head over heels in love with one of these quarterbacks that they will pay the golden egg to go up and get him. And if they do, they want to incur zero risk, because what we know can't happen is a team can't come up to number two, or a team can't come up to number three prematurely. If you do, you open the door for the Bears to bounce out of that spot and allow you to get jumped for the player that you want. Oh, I don't know. I think that exact scenario would benefit the Bears greatly. I agree it would benefit the Bears, but I'm saying if I'm a team that's trading up for a quarterback, I can't trade to two or three and trust I'm going to get my guy because now the Bears are going to have that pick open season for anybody that wants to get over me for that Sure, sure, but it does increase the price tag for those teams. You arbitrarily now reset the market. By moving up to two, yes, you open the door for a team to go to one and slam the door shut on you, but you also, by doing that, increase the price tag for that team to move up. I think what really helps the Bears... In addition to what Kyle said there, I love that with the like another opportunity to keep teams twisting in the wind is that I am not of the belief that teams in need of quarterbacks are going to have multiple that they're comfortable getting. I think this is the type of year where you really kind of fall for your guy 
And because all four of the perceived top guys, Richardson, Levis, Young, Stroud, are so different from a skill set and personality perspective, that you're not willing to do what the Jets did and get to three and said, we can live with what's available. Or even what the 49ers did, even though we kind of knew that it was going to be Lawrence and and Wilson 1-2, I don't think you're going to put yourself in a position to maybe get the guy you like. Because I don't think you're going to like multiple or can live with multiple. Because the, the outcomes of, of what your team is going to look like with each of them yes. is dramatically different. And I can, I, could see, I could see you being convinced on any number of directions, but I don't think you'll be convinced in multiple. Right. Because there's not a lot of overlap with no, Bryce dude, Young so and... Different, man anticipation and accuracy versus CJ Stroud being a player who I think probably has the highest floor. I don't want to say he's the safest one, but he feels like the highest floor player. He's got the most baseline ability across the board. Right. To be a universal type of player. And then you have Levis who's played in two Shanahan style systems. And you've got Richardson who's an alien as a player who you ideally would love to use and, and weaponize in the quarterback run game and take vertical shots down the field and be plus one in the box and really facilitate low numbers on the back end of your defense because you got to fit the run against this guy who can who can tuck and run at you against you at any point and what that does to the numbers on the back end and how you're going to cover on the defensive side of the ball. Can anybody name the two trades that have happened historically since 2009 for a team coming outside the top 10 into the top five for a quarterback. Rams moved up to get golf and they came and up bills and from bills. Josh Allen. No inside the top five. Oh, okay. So they got the seven. Okay. So, so it's 49ers in, in Rams. 12 to 3 and like 15 to 1 or whatever. Oh, you know what? Were. The 40, the 49ers was after I wrote this, so they're not in here. So there's three trades. The 49ers, okay. and they gave three ones. They 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 gave a mountain. The 49ers might have given the most out of any team in this exercise. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to actually count up the values of the picks that they traded, but they they gave up the moon. Um, you mentioned Jared Goff and the Rams, and the Rams went up to number one overall from the uh, 16th overall pick. Dude, it was far back, man. It's far back. So it was 2016 one, two twos in 2016, a three in 2016, a 2017 one and three. Mm-hmm. So there's another one. Is it like super far back or is it? Uh, is it, it Mark Sanchez? Is. It's the Jets. It is Mark Sanchez. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. This was the weird. And then there's one. the Julio Jones trade, which is not for a quarterback, but fits the criteria otherwise. So the Jets went up to five from 17 with a two and three veteran players. Right, Chris, just, can you name can you name the veteran players that were sent as a part police. of the Mark Sanchez deal? Oh god. What team was it with? I cannot it remember. Was it was with the Browns. Atlanta? The Browns. With the Browns, wait, two, <laughs> three players and a two got this done. Unbelievable! Right. I can't wait to. Can I help? It's a, can I it's help a with, testament uh, to the quarterback class of that year, which like I think Braylon is really Edwards? fascinating. No, it's no, not no. Braylon Edwards. No. Why do because I feel like? The, why do I feel like Vernon Golston was in that trade? Uh, there is a defensive end that was a part of the deal, but Vernon Golston was not it. What year was this trade again? Like two thousand. This was two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Nine. Good gosh. You know, my 2009 oh. Jets roster history is not really, you know. Calvin Pace? I mean, who? Hey, easy, be, be here, respectful. Man. Calvin was on Jets, a couple of those Jets teams. Legend yeah, Calvin be Pace. respectful. Dude could get after the quarterback a little bit. Who the right, heck he was his players, bad. man? They weren't very good players, I'll tell you that, Joe. I, I would be willing to bet you've probably only definitively heard of one or two of the players. Hold on, let me, let me well, do it this way. Positions. I'm going to look up the 2008 New York Jets roster and see if I can do it that way. Let me see if I can get, if I can get it here. There's the a quarterback that... and two defensive players. A quarterback? Oh, they yeeted yeet Kellen Clemens. They said, Kellen, get the F out of here. Was not a part of the deal. Darn it. What? Wow. It wasn't? 
Wow, that hurt. No, so hurt then some. it was they only had Bre- so somebody else. Brett Favre and Kellen Clemens were the two quarterbacks. Because well, Brad Smith was the their team. third quarterback, but he was on the team. He's been on the team. Joe for got a while. the name. Joe got the first name right. Brett Kellen Clemens. Brett. 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 Is the name of one of the players? Yes, of the quarterback. Smith. No. Brett. This might not happen, brother. I don't oh, know. Oh, they Brett traded. Ratliff. They, they traded. Um, Abram Elam was in the deal. Abram Elam was in the deal. That's correct. I ju- and I just acknowledged Brett Ratliff was the quarterback. Kenyon Coleman was in the deal. Kenyon Coleman was I'm, the other I, defensive. Wait, this got the deal done? I'm looking at the Jets roster. And I'm like, These three that guy was in the two. Wait a Seven, minute. Seventeen, a, a two. Kenyon Coleman, Abram Elam. And Brett Ratliff. That got it went done. You from 17 to 5. Mike Tannenbaum out City. here just making moves. Jeez. Jeez, they didn't give up anything. It That's was, incredible. It was by far the lowest amount of pick value traded 1,330 points <laughs> versus 3,300, 3,101. 41 10, 27 17, and 35 60 were the other trades as of 2019, plus the 49ers. Deal, and by the which way, was three ones. they looked like freaking geniuses. They went to the AFC Championship game the following season. Twice. Yeah, twice. Um, my favorite part of this entire conversation is that I was able to relearn that Ty Law. Not only played for the Jets. Oh, legend. Legend. But it was his second stint yeah, with the yes. Jets. The Ty Law Jets legend. Two, what, so he was originally with the Jets and no, then. He was with the Patriots from 95 to 2004. Then one season with the Jets in yep. 05. Two with Kansas City in 06 and 07. And then came back. And then back to, back the, Jets. to the Jets. That's right, baby. And then one season in Denver. We're calling it a Hall of Fame career. Man. Unbelievable. Man, oh man. Imagine being disrespectful to Calvin Pace, who had eight sacks in 2009. Disrespectful. How was I disrespectful? I thought he might have been part of the trade. I just knew that he was. So considering the 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 caliber of talent that was traded, I think it is disrespectful to Calvin Pace. So I think the thing, the the important thing to note here is there were two trades out of all of these since 2009 for a quarterback into the top five that involved three first round picks. The 49ers moving up to three with Miami and Washington moving up from six to two for RG3. Those are the only two deals that have gotten three once. I am more inclined to think because of the specificity of all the quarterbacks in this class, the Bears are less likely to get three ones as a result. Which means you're on my side. I am on your side, yes. Two ones. Well, the, the, the three two ones for me is if they go back to nine or further. It's not four or, or Raiders. You know, it's it's late. It's those. Well, can I segue us? It's because nine. We have the latest mock draft over at TDN from Damian Parson, and he has a trade to the number one spot involving a team inside the top five. Okay. Okay. Uh, so what was the what was the does he have the pick compensation? He does. Let's hear. With the number one overall pick, the Indianapolis Colts selected Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida, with the number one overall pick. Leaks. You want to guess what they gave up before I tell you? Four. That, Next that is, year's one. Okay, four is part of the deal, yes. Next year's Next one year's part one. of the deal, yes. Uh, they're early two. 35. 35. Uh, they're three this year. You probably should just you probably should have just stopped thinking after you ended the last statement. The two ones and the th- number 35. That's it. That's, that's the it? deal. That's the deal. If I was the if I was a Bears fan, I'd be pissed. I'd be I wouldn't be happy. So you're only really netting a pick 35 in next year's one? Yeah. Right. 30, That's all you're really netting. Also, 35 is just kind of making up for the dumb Chase Claypool trade. So really, how yeah, great well, How great did you get here? You added a one. Yeah, I, would, I, I wouldn't love like it. That I wouldn't love it. I'd be pissed. Yeah. I'd be pissed if a Bears fan and I moved out a one for that. Number two, the Houston Texans select Bryce Young, quarterback from yeah. Alabama. Oh, okay. Kyle's using one of his three. Aggressively calling a timeout. Yep. What did the Bears trade to go up and get Fields? Oh, what a great question. Just a first-round pick next year, right? Was there any picks in the same class? Stand by, stand by. 
Imagine, imagine thinking putting Justin Fields trade into the Google machine would get you anything yeah, from. That's going to take you, you a lot idiot. of losses. You absolute yeah, I, buffoon. Yeah, sorry. Stand by. I'm, I'm, I'm in here. <laughs> they traded up with the New York Giants in exchange for the 20th overall pick, their fifth round pick in 2021, and their first and fourth round picks in 2022. That was the trade. So, so one, a four, and a five was the net. And, and they moved out of one and got a one and a two. I need more. Yeah, more. Yeah. Bryce Young, the pick at number two to the Houston Texans. Chris, you, you'll appreciate this reference. Ryback. Feed me more. Feed me more Feed picks. Feed me more. The Arizona Cardinals, a pick number three, select Jalen Carter, interior defensive lineman from Georgia. The Bears, okay. now sitting at number four. They select Will Anderson Jr., edge from Alabama. And the Seattle okay. Seahawks, number five, select Tyree Wilson, edge from Texas Tech. So we only get two two quarterbacks here. So Stroud and uh, Levis are still on the board. Just just wait. They're, they're going to go pretty quickly here in the next yeah, couple of picks. I'd, I'd say we're probably going to get a quarterback at seven, and we're probably going to go to quarterback at nine. You get a quarterback at six and a quarterback at seven. So trade up. The Carolina Panthers trade up. There you go. I got the, the teams right. Leave me alone. So Carolina moves up to six. Detroit falls back to number nine. They also get pick 93 and a 2024 first-round pick. Now, okay, Kyle's using his second. I'm his using my timeouts, second timeout. Aggressively using his second timeout. <laughs> you could make an argument from the picks involved. From a value perspective, the Detroit Lions got a better, better than the, trade yeah. than yeah. Chicago. Because it was a three and a one, right? Yeah, ninety three and a one. But the value of like the set the the sixth slash ninth overall pick in the draft is like. Less than half of the value of the first overall. And, and based on the player they got at nine, they did pretty well here. Mm. Okay. So the, you use your 30. That's it. You're, you're, I only got yeah, it's one just remaining. A 30. And be careful. And be like careful. You can't, you, 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 you have a challenge, but then you would burn your challenge. last time out. So be careful. If uh, I get Will, it wrong, I'd burn the timeout. Will Levis, the quarterback at number six for the Carolina Panthers. The Raiders at pick seven. So like CJ Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State. The Atlanta oh, Falcons. come true for the Raiders. The Atlanta Falcons at number eight select Christian Gonzalez, corner from Oregon. At number nine, the Lions, after making the trade, select Joey Porter Jr., corner from Penn State. And at number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles select Devin Witherspoon, corner from Illinois. That defensive line run kind of hurts the Falcons at eight. Yes. You know, like, they, but maybe they should have. I don't think Miles Murphy has been picked, so maybe that would have been I'm the way to Gonzalez. go there. I am too, but I just feel like they need big people. Need trenches. Gonzalez is a big corner. He is. Yeah. Good, Chris. And we got a corner run here. We we, we went Gonzalez, Porter, Witherspoon, Witherspoon. That's correct. Yeah, three, three to end the three top ten. top ten corners. Wow. At number eleven, the Tennessee Titans select Broderick Jones, offensive tackle from Georgia. That's, that's their dream. That's the, their dream. The Houston Texans at number twelve select Miles Murphy, edge from Clemson. At number 13, the New York Jets select Paris Johnson Jr., offensive tackle from That's Ohio State. Group. 14, the New England Patriots select Quinton Johnston, wide receiver from TCU. Mm. And at number 15, Perfect. the Green Bay Packers select Brian Branch, safety from Alabama. Two two thoughts here. First of all, I think it'd be a nightmare scenario for Quinton Johnson to go to the Patriots. And I think Quinton Johnson could be a good NFL player. I just hate that fit. Um, and then why do you, why do you hate Brand, that fit? I just feel like they've never been able to really maximize that type of skill set with okay. consistency. And that's that's a fair statement. I, I think about how they're probably going to try to play, right? And it's like, we want to establish the run and we'll take shots outside. And it's like, okay, but like, you're not going to be a volume player in the offense with how they play. And that's the concern, right? Is if you're taking shots down the field, yeah. are they high percentage throws? No. You're still going to be a run first offense. I think he can be productive in that offense, but I don't think he's anywhere near maximizing his potential as an NFL player yeah. to go play in that offense. As a fan of a rival team, please pick Quentin Johnson and not Jordan Addison. Please, please do that. I, what's what's with all the? I see a lot of. Um, I've been seeing more Brian ba- Branch to the Packers lately. 
Uh, what is it? Is it Amos is a he is free agent. Channing, you know, Darnell Savage uh, didn't have a Sullivan good year, was right? In Minnesota That's... this year, so never mind. Uh, yeah, Savage really felt like he regressed this year. And they love versatility, right? We know that's what the Packers yep. like in their DBs. Okay, yep. I get it. I just, it's like, man, I feel like he just had, needs so much more help in other places. Uh, they do. Good player, though. But uh, he, he's a great, for my money, he's one of the 10 best players in this class. Yeah. And they'd move him around enough to weaponize him, so I'm good with it. There's him. a lot of, uh, Kyle, I don't know if you're seeing this, but there's a lot of corner talk for Brian Branch. Like, plank, like drafting him as a corner. And only helps this was kind stock. of the big because Daniel Jeremiah came out and said that his top safety is Jair Brown out of Penn State. And a lot of justification for that came with the understanding that Brian Branch was labeled as a corner for DJ. Not apples to apples, but this feels a little bit like the Dax Hill conversation that we had a year ago. If we could use him in multiple spots, he creates more value yeah. for you. And the Minka yeah. conversation from 100 years ago. I didn't want to do and that to the, my friends. But. And the. Um, He's a big boy. Jalen Ramsey got that too, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good call. Yep. Is he safety or is he a corner? Yeah. Oh, that was a real fu- thing. future Vikings great Jalen Ramsey. Is that where he's going? Ah, it's just a guess. Is that in the mock? No, I'm just guessing. They're going to replace Pat Pete with with Ramsey. There's a there's a there's a a Rams conversation worth having soon, but I don't want to hijack this one. Oh. Good call, okay. Joe. I love that. I love that. I like Dewan, that. I like Dewan that. Jones, the selection at 16 for the Washington Commanders. At 17, Peter Skaronsky, offensive tackle from Pittsburgh. At 18, Lucas Van Ness, the edge from Iowa to the Detroit Lions. Keely Ringo, the pick at 19 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Jackson Smith and Jigba, the pick at number 20 for the Seattle Seahawks. Love JSN for Seattle. Yeah, I do too. Hate Ringo to the Bucs. <laughs> Although it's kind of their type of guy, right? It is their type of guy, but... And I, I, I think predictably it's something that could very realistically happen. But man, would I not be enthusiastic about that being the pick for them unless they are of the um, transitional year mindset, which they might be. It's hard to say. You know, they're certainly talking about giving Kyle Trask a run at quarterback. I saw it was reported they told coordinators that uh, Kyle Trask would be given a chance to compete for the starting job. In which case, my expectations for the Bucks are uh, not so great. Pick number 21, forfeited by the Miami Dolphins. Pick number 22, the Los Angeles Chargers select Luke Musgrave, tight end out of Oregon State. At 23, the Baltimore Ravens select Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC. 24, the Minnesota Vikings select Deontay Banks, corner from Maryland. And at 25, Jacksonville select Clark Phillips III, cornerback from Utah. I don't love I've been seeing more and more corners mocked to Jacksonville, the Jaguars. Yeah. And they just paid Darius Williams and Shaq Griffin. Tyson Campbell had a really good year. So, like, where's the path here? For them to invest a first round pick in a corner that actually they need offensive linemen desperately. I mean, their 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 guard situation's not good. They're potentially losing Jawan Taylor in free agency. You could say, okay, well, Walker Little's going to step in one of those spots. Great. Go ahead. You need another tight end. You need an inline player at tight end, I should say. They just, dude, that, they gave I mean, Roy Roberts and Harrison ten million a season, man. That yeah. was like a weird extension yeah. over the weekend. Like, wait, what? They're another team. <laughs> I don't like, think would would hurt from getting another versatile safety either. No, I and I think Wingard's. Uh, is he? Free I think agent. Wingard's up. Yeah, Cisco and, looked and, good. Jenkins has been like okay. What's the ceiling of Andrew Wingard anyway? Not special teamer. Right. Ideally, he's a special teams guy. So I think a third safety, like I think Jenkins and Cisco is like a pretty solid duo. Yeah, you could roll roll with that for sure. But if you get a third, like if you want to put a DB in Jacksonville, I'd much rather draft a safety than draft a corner. I think what's hard, maybe a little bit hard for Jacksonville is like, okay, their needs versus value. Like, I think they need interior rush. Okay, well, who are we picking here at 25 that achieves that? The the offensive tackle conversation is really where it gets interesting to, for me, and that's where I think maybe the, the play would have been. Tight end. Tight end. Give Michael Mayer. There's also that. Like, Give Michael Mayer. Dougie P and 12 personnel. Like, go, right? go get one. 
Even if you bring back Ingram, you can flex him, do all kinds of stuff. Uh, pick number 26, the New York Giants select Cam Smith, corner from South Carolina. Ooh. The Dallas Cowboys have picked 27, select Zay Flowers, wide receiver, Boston College. 28, the Buffalo Bills select B. John Robinson, running back from Texas. 29, the Cincinnati Bengals select Anton Harrison, offensive tackle from Oklahoma. The New Orleans Saints at 30 select Brian Brzee, interior defensive lineman from Clemson. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at 31 select Josh Downs, wide receiver, North Carolina. And, folks, I hope you're sitting down. 32, the Kansas City Chiefs select Michael Mayer, tight end Notre Dame. No, the Noah Gray disrespect. We didn't get John There's Michael a lot Schmitz in here. here in the back here. No. No, no JMS. Every corner got drafted that could, I think. Right. I think we got Deontay Banks. We got Clark Phillips. We got Cam, Cam Smith. Smith. <laughs> um, okay, so Bijan's not – like, he should not get this far. Is it just that hard to pick somewhere to put him? No. That we're talking about him going in the last four picks of the first round? No. Like, I just don't feel like predictively we should be thinking about this. Okay, so you got Atlanta at eight. Regardless of whether or not it will actually happen. Landing, potential no, landing spots for B. John Robinson. Raiders okay, at the, seven. Well, the Raiders are going to pick a quarterback, C.J. Stroud's in your lap. Okay, that's fine. I'm game. You pick the quarterback. Atlanta at eight, Philadelphia at 10, 15, 16. Who's 16? Uh, Washington. Washington. Don't, no. don't rule out the Lions who have a couple picks uh, in D- there. Detroit at 18. Um, I mean, the Vikings are talking about getting rid of Dalvin Cook. That'd be weird. Baltimore, 23. It's just gonna he's just too good of a talent to be there twenty eight. I might bet they box of bill bars. See if he's, he's down. You have to accept it. Right. Oh, let's see if he's down. Take it. Yeah. Let's say top I'll say top twenty for Bijan. Somebody mean, somebody's gonna say, you know what? Value's too good. Fall in love with him. Especially if he's not a top five pick. So now, like, the challenge with, with guys like Saquon Barkley going in the top five at running back is the way the rookie wage scale winds up. Those guys are still top of market running backs the second they step on an NFL field. So I get it. You don't want to spend a top five pick because you're concerned about the the financials and paying top of market player for a rookie. Like, okay, but you get into the teens, you're stealing. Man, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs are top 25 NFL draft picks, but Bijan Robinson's not. I don't get it, guys. I bet they have a box of Bill Bars. If he, if he wants um, to accept. What else in this back? I mean, Brizita, the Saints at 30, feels like a nice pick. Yeah. What about the Eagles going Josh Downs? Like, do they need a third receiver that bad? They took Witherspoon at 10. They've got... They did? Got expiring contracts at defensive end. Limbaugh Joseph and Ndamukong Su came in there and ended up eating, eating up significant snaps on the interior. Yeah, they played a, lot, a ton of defensive linemen this yeah. year. They would have loved to have Brzee on the board for them at 31. I yeah, can tell you that. That might have been a slam dunk. Yeah, a slam dunk. Um, TJ Edwards and Kaiser White, I believe, are expiring contracts at linebacker. Could have been a Drew Sanders spot, although we know how he's not going to pick a running back Sean, or a linebacker. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's an expiring contract at safety. I just don't know if the third receiver at 31, maybe at some point, 31? You know, they, they are I, I in, in the same light of they're not going to pick a linebacker. Okay, well, like, Jameer Gibbs is out there, and Miles Sanders is an expiring contract as well. Mm-hmm. Isaac Siamalu and Andre Dillard are expiring contracts on the offensive line. So I mentioned Dillard because if Siamalu leaves and you bring back Dillard, you can have Dillard play inside at guard, but he's leaving too. So, like, you're going to have an opening at guard. 
I agree. I, I think about the needs for Philadelphia, and and if you're going to stay ahead of the curve on where you are dismissing talent, I think we could have found some other other picks. You want to make anything of of Mayer at 32 or 31 before we wrap up? Yeah, here? I I I mean I'm not going to hate like. You got a good player. Good job. But for Kansas City, who, I mean, I don't know, like Noel Gray was pretty good tight end too. Travis Kelsey probably just had his best season. All indications are that he's having a lot of fun, and I don't like think he's slowing down anytime soon. I think you have potentially need need to replace two tackles, if not a, definitely one offensive tackle this year. Um, I think you can help a receiver. Um, I think you can still find more – defensive line help. I mean, just so many other ways I'd go uh, as a, as opposed to getting my tight end to Joe is mad online at Damian Parson for his last eight picks. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. I, 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 pre, I appreciate the creative look at this thing, but for I sure. got some exceptions that I take with this. I mean, okay. so that's what we're here for. I mean, we're here to, to break down the mock draft and the guy discourse. has no ability to be here and defend himself. Right. You discourse. Know? We're just here for the discourse. Yeah. Cock Raps, Joe Bruno, Chris Schubert. Appreciate everybody checking out the show. Thanks to your friends who have been online for their continued support of the podcast. Make it a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk with you all again tomorrow. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com. Or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.